0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jessica Jones Podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete.
1: Every day, 50-50, I see your face. Jessica Jones Podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 313, the series-ending Netflix, Marvel-ending AKA everything is sponsored by coffin couriers. They get paid either way.
0: Pete, though this might be the end of Jessica Jones, our conversation will of course continue. We can look ahead. Sadly, we can look ahead to a season three wrap discussion as well as a series wrap discussion on the various podcast feeds in which we discuss Jessica Jones.
1: Absolutely. We will continue to, uh, Hold the torch for this show, though the sun has set on it. And, uh, yeah, bring you not only this show, but everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: With that one more time, it's time for some surveillance. Let's see what this episode was all about. The Teleplay is by series creator Melissa Rosenberg and Lisa Randolph. Story is by Melissa Rosenberg and Nancy Wan. The series finale is directed by Nisa Hardiman, veteran of last season's AKA Porkchop, *Some Humans, Happy Valley, Casualty, and the like. Jessica Jones exits the courthouse after the brutal stomping murder of Salinger, a murder perpetrated by her foster sister, Trish. Hogarth wants both of them to know that she'll keep Trish's secret. Jessica knows she must do something. She goes home to see Luke Cage, hero of Harlem. He's in a new line of work concerned about her public profile and ready to listen but she can't share lest she hurt someone he reflects on having sent willis to the raft but it was the right thing to do he hopes someone will stop him if he ever goes too far she's got stuff to do and he leaves jess sits and starts tracking trish's phone and calls eric for a ride our hero ends up at trish's loft finding trish waiting in the dark though it's not dark for hellcat's eyes Her actions were horrible and necessary, but she's got to get ready for work. That spring collection won't sell itself, and she needs to cover herself now more than ever. Still, Trish highlights that she's doing more good than ill, though Jessica wonders if Trish is taking it too far, if she has the control to stop herself. Eric enters. He can see the good and evil in people. He closes the distance to Trish and starts to bleed. Maybe Trish believes she's got evil in her. She just needs to step away and clean herself up before she turns herself in. Eric goes out back, too, and Jessica realizes that Trish has been gone too long. Later that night, Trish is in the late Jace Montero's apartment, trying to find the words to justify everything to Jessica. She also ponders that Pat Sarah's job from Jerry. Cut to Jerry and knock-knock, Kith is there, seeing Jerry is shaking. It's not because she's scared from the attack. It's because she's dying from ALS. She admits to having been selfish to seek Kith out. Their conversation is interrupted by a phone call from Trish, a Trish eager to make things right. If Jerry wants her to back off, then that makes Jerry bad, and Jerry admits that Patsaris is a monster. Trish goes to beat the monster, throwing him into living room furniture and making him admit to tax evasion and striking his wife. But it turns out his daughter is home, having called 911. Trish runs out. At Malcolm's apartment, Barry's ordered tie and steps away while Malcolm opens the door. Knock, knock, it's Zaya for her things. Awkward. She wants closure and walks away, with Malcolm saying he loves her, but sabotage things. Barry returns. Awkward redux. Back at Alias, Malcolm and Jessica are trying to figure out how to corner Trish and end things quietly. They find out about the Pet Petsaris attack, and Jessica goes to see Jerry. The lawyer admits passing Pizzeras off to Trish, if only to protect herself. To make this right, Jess needs to set a trap and needs Jerry as bait. Jerry's dying after all. It's a chance to atone. Later, Trish is buying pizza and sees on the expositional news network that Jerry knows her ID, but won't name her. However, an arrest is imminent. That night at Jerry's apartment, knock, knock, it's not Trish. It's kiff, and this isn't really a good time. Petsaris has dropped the lawsuit, and she just feels so free. Jerry gets a kiss just as the masked Trish arrives. Jerry pleads to be left alone, just as JJ arrives, throwing Trish to the ceiling. The NYPD is called, and Trish leaps to grab Kith by the neck. It's an exit strategy, one elevated by Jerry's grabbing a gun. Doesn't Trish need a legal exit strategy, too? Swap Kith for Jerry, and all this can end. Jerry shoots Jess in the leg, and Trish and Jerry leave. At the abandoned pet service building a passport is being rushed and the plan is to take trish to canada their conversation is interrupted by a trish walker news alert it's a video on the bulletin website originally posted by jessica jones who ids the masked vigilante as trish walker aka patsy she says attorney jaron hogarth is a hostage at a seedy airstrip Hogarth and a brunette-wigged Trish Walker are let out by the government contractor. The layover in Thailand is scheduled, and she can jump from there. His contract is Coffins to War Zones. She'll have to be in one for 17 hours to Phuket, but it's got oxygen. Time passes, and alias is a buzz from Jessica, Malcolm, and Eric. Search through the find Patsy hashtags. One says she's headed towards an old airstrip. Jessica's headed there alone. It's almost time for the flight to take off, and Trish gets into the metal coffin. Jerry calls Jessica, but J.J. has just arrived. The contractor admits Trish is in a coffin, but which one? A few pounded fists later, and Trish pounces out of hers. Trish smashes the fuse box, and the women fight in near-darkness. Will Trish kill Jess in order to fight for justice? The fight spills out to the better-lit warehouse area. Did Dorothy beat this self-righteousness into Trish? jessica doesn't have what it takes but does trish trish is indeed ready to stab jessica but jess stops the knife her bare hand run through trish is knocked out the next day costa's wrapping up the case with trish she doesn't get due process when being handed over to we presume the feds and the raft murder trespassing breaking and entering and the attempted murder of her sister does she understand she's the bad guy at Jerry's apartment, Kith comes to say goodbye, and the two women are warm, but Kith has come to say goodbye and thank you. Jerry doesn't want to die alone, but will have to. At Alias Knock Knock, it's Eric bringing first aid supplies and Kung Pao chicken, and a New York bulletin declaring Jessica Jones a hero. He says she deserves the title, and wouldn't mind working for, er, with a hero. She doesn't trust him, though. He'll have to work on things then and walks out not before they both share smiles. In her bedroom, Jessica's packing a bag, a long camera shot taking us through the apartment we've called home. She walks out, locking the door, handing Malcolm the keys. Don't screw it up. At a local bar, Eric's having a drink, and Costa sidles on up next to him. Their mutual friend wanted them to meet, to help each other. Eric swigs his drink and says the man in the red sweater did something bad. They're off to a good start. At a Manhattan heliport, a very armored truck brings a prisoner out while Jessica Jones watches. It's Trish, being sent off to the raft. Jess wonders what it'll take to make things feel all right. The chopper takes off, leaving New York City. Jessica grabs her bag and starts walking to the train station. She's headed as close as possible to Mexico and buys a one-way to El Paso, Texas. For a moment, she sees purple, hearing Kilgrave saying it's right for her to give up. She turns away, not going anywhere after all, to end the series. What suspects draw our focus in this episode? Pete, let's start with Pet Saras.
1: A tax cheat, and certainly not necessarily worthy of being beaten within an inch of his life, but a bad guy nonetheless.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I think the perfect vessel with which we can see uh, that Trish is trying to do objective good, but there's fallout she hasn't uh, factored in. There's the daughter. There is there is the possibility that uh, certainly when it comes to his home life that he has put that behind him, paid his debt, etc. I'm certainly not trying to defend Pat Cyrus in any great degree, but I think the way the story uses him as a man who can learn from his past and possibly can turn a corner, as you say, Pete, certainly not deserving the savage beating that he receives.
1: In front of his 12-year-old daughter, no less. But, uh, Karma, she's a fickle lady. Something that
0: Malcolm learns, having opened his, uh, home, his arms, his bedroom door to Barry and, uh...
1: Brianna Matthew brianna she doesn't want to be called barry anymore likely short for strawberry
0: uh bottom line though is this certainly a uh delicious albeit cringeworthy scene where zaya returns and i think here malcolm getting uh you know what has come his way in terms of you know he wasn't communicating with zaya you know i don't think that we are i don't think any of us are huge fans of the uh the, uh, the the Malcolm and pardon me Pete Berry relationship and you know he kind of he he's kind of the loser in this equation.
1: Well, what does he lose? Uh, Zaya walks away, but at the end of the episode he's handed the keys to Alias Investigations albeit to be continued as all Marvel shows and Matt to quote Marvel head of television Jeff Loeb um, when Jessica comes back and you know makes him uh, her guy Friday again
0: Pete as for the last suspect I feel like it's with a heavy heart that we must discuss the the villains completed journey here in Trish I think little question that she was not in control of the balance of good and evil Uh, that we have seen, let's say, Jessica Jones manage a lot better. And given the rules and laws of the the MCU, well-deserved to be taken off to the raft there.
1: This ending clearly scripted, likely revised, from the decision to end the show after three seasons to end the partnership with Netflix, you have to wonder in some alternate universe, Matt, some alternate multiverse where, you know, Daredevil, Luke Cage, uh, still have shows. Iron fist definitely doesn't in any universe. Um, (laughs) the cool
0: iron fist, iron fist and his friend in the far East fighting people with energy bullets and whatnot. That's the show I want to see.
1: The people, Matt, wanted Daughters of the Dragon, uh, and, and hopefully we get that at some point, but I digress. Um, in that multiverse, um, you know, Trish doesn't go to the raft and, you know, Matt and uh, Luke need to team up with Jess because, again, um, you know, the immortal Iron Fist, Danny Rand of Rand Enterprises, he died in the plane crash.
0: Well, Pete, I think regardless, you know, I mean, we had Luke Cage and, what, his first season going off to prison. If there was a season four that was quickly forthcoming, you know, you could write her out of the prison in an episode, if not less. Of course, we'll we'll never know. I mean, you know, we'll talk about whatever dim prospects there are in, in perhaps the, the season wrap-up. But I think that it's, you know, it's smart money at this point to be calling the show... Its current form with its current cast, et cetera, uh, to be calling it uh, a thing of the past.
1: Yeah, and I think of Trish and the journey that she's been on. You consider where she was when we first met her, and you know how far she's fallen. And she says it in the episode, "I've become the bad guy." It's the realization um, giving Eric bloody tears there, a la. Salinger and to think that she is equated at least physically through his powers in the same regard as a serial killer. Um, and it's a, it's a serious thing to behold. And, you know, Jess says it, you know, you, you've become your mother, um, albeit with powers enhance, whatever you want to call her. Um, and this warped sense of morality, a a victim of abuse and someone who's turning that abuse on other people.
0: Cryptology, where we uncover hidden messages and larger themes. Pete, little doubt as they were scripting, shooting, editing this episode, this was the end of the line for Marvel Netflix. Such a great, Uh, nod to have Luke Cage come back in person to have uh, perhaps it's not nice to have the character of Kilgrave back but it's nice to have David Tennant come back uh, through voice work I think a real opportunity to look back over the the three plus seasons that we've had Jessica Jones you know if one includes the the Defenders as a fourth season with the character
1: I'm a little concerned particularly given the the strength of the leadership and, you know, the, the pillars of um, Kristen Ritter and Melissa Rosenberg, um, hinging the beginning and end of this episode on two other men. Granted, they're important characters in Jessica's story. Um, and Jessica does make the decision herself at the end. Um I have to wonder if you could have ended it without Killgrave. Um The thing with Luke Cage, and I, I think you're right. Again, I think they wrote it and they revised it knowing, all right, we're shooting this now. We now know we're done. How does it affect what we've written? And I think with Luke Cage... I think it was a missed opportunity, given that she doesn't wind up, Jess, with um, Eric, that there could have been a little bit more to lead to the big storyline in the comics of Luke and Jessica together and their child. Um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't tip it in that direction. You know, we're, we're catching up with Luke. Where he is running Harlem's Paradise, um, he also makes a remark about his brother. Remember, his brother was still alive. <laughs> yeah, but sent to the raft, right? Yeah, but he's he's still alive. They leave it like um, that he that he's a goner.
0: Well, I think regarding. Regarding Luke Cage's presence, to me, there's a couple of takeaways. First of all, I think that it allows Marvel Netflix to recast the ending of Luke Cage Season 2 ever so slightly. I think the the emotion we got of, oh, no, he's turned bad, I think that's what we were meant to feel then. But now with no uh, filmed story ahead of us, I think it's an opportunity to say, no, no, I'm not going to go too far. And, oh, if I do, in further adventures, you can help bring me back. And I think that's kind of the second takeaway that there are those further adventures. They're just not ordered by anyone. They go on in our heads, in our hearts, maybe gets filmed down the line someday. Probably not. Maybe it's a comic only. Maybe it's a holodeck representation 50 years from now. I don't know what, but I think that it's just kind of that, you know, hey, if you were left unsettled by how season two ended for Luke Cage, particularly unsettled, because now we can't undo the fact that he's turning villain don't worry, it all works out in the end because the heroes fight for good when it's all said and done, even if we don't get to say and do more.
1: I was a little surprised by a definitive lack of resolution for Jerry. Okay, so Kith leaves her. There's the specter of her dying alone. Again, they were hedging they could be back. They're not coming back. So Jerry's still sick and not gonna get better it, i want to
0: agree that they were hedging however at a certain point they shouldn't have been hedging uh because the writing was was on the wall maybe there's more footage shot you know i personally would have liked uh dramatically i would have liked you know maybe jerry eyes that that cocktail concoction having us wonder does she yeah. take her life today will it be a year from now, does the fact that she looks at it, but doesn't act, can I read into it? No, that's resiliency. She won't take her own life. Uh, she'll let nature take its course as, as horrible as that future is, whatever it is, we can kind of, we could have kind of reflected ourselves into the answer. Whereas with this, you know, Jerry doesn't want to die alone, but we'll have to. Okay. Unresolved.
1: Malcolm is called a good guy by Brianna. Uh, zaya says that he's fooled another one here is this who he is somebody who's just going to make poor decisions
0: i think it's who he fights against i somewhat call into question the decision to make him be this wavering person because i want my clear-cut character arcs and say look he started out three steps down from normal then got to normal now he's three steps above i can chart that on my wonderful character graph uh flip side is it believable understandable that somebody who has had uh abuse of excess issues in the past would maybe close the door to drug use but now is going down an emotional or physical path uh, of excess which which ostensibly is not a good idea I think it's believable to what degree in between the two points, my desire and what the show did to what degree is it the show saying, Hey, let's give Malcolm stuff to do because he's in this season. There might be an element of that, but I, I wouldn't call it unbelievable or unrealistic.
1: Of all of the Marvel cinematic universe TV shows, Matt, this one has mentioned the raft the most. They love the raft in the Jessica Jones writing room.
0: Well, I think they need to love the raft because this was a conclusion for Trish and you know, they backtracked it into earlier scripts just to really hammer it home as a, as a serious end point And then the end point that ends up being, you know, the spot where Trish is headed. Um, I'm okay with that. Something that I'm even more okay with, Pete, we get a little bit more here with Costa, who is clearly uh, professionally vindicated. we We know uh, that he's kind of personally been vindicated in terms of Costa and his husband having successfully adopted their daughter. So in an episode that in an episode that that brought sadness at the end because we were saying goodbye to these fictional characters, Costa's, quote unquote, real life uh, the real life inside this fictional narrative, he had himself a happy ending. Unlike basically everybody else.
1: Well, Eric gets to walk by people and get headaches for Uh, Costa. Pete, he doesn't
0: get to work for, or with uh, a hero, both professionally and, uh, in snuggle times, which is what he was looking forward to.
1: (sighs) I mean, listen, that, he gets to use his ability to have his head hurt to help a detective. Um, I I don't know. It's a it's a form of heroism, Matt.
0: It certainly is, uh, Pete. One more larger theme of sorts for me. I so appreciated our final Steadicam walkthrough of the Jessica Jones apartment transplanted of course to jessica jones walking through her you know her her personal real quote unquote real apartment uh one more time i think it was with all the weight of knowing that it was curtains for this show uh something not afforded to the previous uh four marvel netflix shows this sense of this is the end and i think that here they they earned that ending um I would argue her leaving the apartment as well as in the, uh, in the Kilgrave scene, though I know we disagree on the latter.
1: Well, she did that for Matt. She did that for Luke. She did that for Frank. She definitely did not do it for the immortal iron fist, Danny Rand of Rand enterprises, uh, sworn protector of Kun Lun and uh, enemy of the hand because he would not have lived in a place. the other characters did
0: Pete, I look forward to uh, Iron Fist 2.0 being the first show to return in whatever future point that they can return, and, and it'll be the best thing ever, and will win all the awards. But let's focus on this episode. Pete, what else is on your radar?
1: Finally, Matt, I want to ask you without looking, what network has run to date the most Marvel Cinematic Universe TV episodes?
0: Um, probably ABC because we're at the neighborhood of one twenty-five for shield plus eight for inhumans plus 20 for agent Carter.
1: You're off on agent Carter. There were only 18. Um, Netflix has the record to this point, 161 wow. episodes. Okay. Uh, more than ABC. Um, And I can't help but look back at all this content. Was it always hit? It wasn't. I think it was more, far more than it wasn't. Um, But, you know, this this chapter closing and, you know, not only are we going to close up uh, Jessica Jones, we're going to close up this entire chapter of uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe TV their biggest section to this point let's check our mail
0: drop here's what you had to say pete what do you have
1: over on facebook matt matt cowan writes in i'm really going to miss these netflix marvel shows i've loved all of them including iron fist your podcast coverage of them has been superb.
0: Well, thank you for those kind words. And as always, covering this stuff is a labor of love. Uh, I think particularly this season of Jessica Jones that has been so good and particularly uh, how we've done it. I think it was a lucky bounce of fate that uh, this season dropped concurrent to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we would said, hey, we're going to have to do two J.J.'s a week, not three. I think it just left a little extra room to breathe, to ferment, to reflect on the show, and uh, hopefully the uh, the proof is in the pudding.
1: And again, having done all 161 here and what that's been like to do over four years, you consider you know how much TV they had put out, and you know of course we needed to get it all in fantastic geek being the only one who has
0: and a proud moniker at that. And Pete, it made possible by those who visit patreon.com slash fantastic geek, keep us going, keep us listener supported, keep us sustaining with our back catalog and our future endeavors.
1: Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content and there's all sorts of levels from there. So you help us out. We help you out. Everybody wins.
0: Pete, lots of perks there, but the best one is a freebie. How can people talk to you about this final season of Jessica Jones, about the end of Marvel Netflix, about the other things that we're podcasting? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Mandalorian, Watchmen, Godfriended friended Me, uh, this whole Star Trek universe, etc.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 10,600, A R ten thousand six hundred two followers can't be wrong
0: and while i'm personally on twitter is looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com. check us out on twitter instagram gmail where we are fantasticgeek as well but wait Pete, there's more
1: facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the ph all one word like it today
0: pete on this feed and indeed on the pop culture podcast feed on sunday we will be concluding our thoughts for season three then uh, the following Wednesday after that, the last Wednesday of July, we'll take a look back here on all of Marvel Netflix. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Punisher, The Defenders, etc. As we finally say goodbye to Marvel Netflix. But for this episode, Pete, the time has come for me to say adios and give you
1: the final word. I want to look away to